In this episode, we sit down with Venkata Reddy, the Vice President of Worldwide Service and Support at Bruker Nano Services. Today's episode is all about team building. Venkata has a ton of experience building teams and will share hiring strategies and best practices on creating a culture of belonging in the field service industry. We hope you enjoy today's episode, and now I'll pass things over to Sid. Thank you, Michaela, so much uh, for the intro. Uh, really excited on this topic today, building a culture of belonging and success in the tech industry. And very happy to have a special guest with us, Ben Cotteretti, uh, who is who is all about team building. And uh, before I get and take away his thunder, uh, Ben Cotteretti, if you could introduce yourself, uh, what you do with uh, with at Bruker and uh, what Bruker does, et cetera. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I've been working with Bruker for uh, two decades uh, now. Uh, we make uh, nanotechnology research equipment. You know, our instruments are used in a wide variety of research and semiconductor manufacturing as well. Um, I'm based in London. Um, yeah. So that's that's where. Awesome. Uh, and your role, your role specifically, uh, Venkata. I take care of the global uh, service organization, field service and tech support. Uh, we have uh, teams in over 25 countries uh, and we have partners in over 50 countries. So yeah, it's a global organization. So not not, not a small task. So yeah, thank you for that. Uh, welcome. Um, I'm excited, Venkata, to talk about, you know, near and dear to me as well. And it's obviously a passion for you. It's It's team building. Um, and I'm a firm advocate that without the right team uh, as a leader, you're not successful. And uh, it will call, just cause disruption and heartache for you as a leader. So happy to be on this topic today. Um, let me ask you this, Venkata, what made you passionate about being very vested into team building? Um, I'm very pa- uh, you know, fortunate to have worked with some good leaders at the start of my career and throughout my career, uh, actually. So being part of a good team uh, showed me how much fun you can have despite all the day-to-day challenges. So I like and believe in Richard Branson's quote. You know, the essence of that quote is, if you take care of your team, they'll take care of your customers. So I really believe in that. So building a good team and taking care of them means a lot to me. Awesome. So that leads to my next question, right? Uh, it's, it's your mindset that if you have a happy environment, building a good team, it contributes to organizational success. Uh, is there any way that you do internally, uh, Venkata, that helps measure the correlation from happiness to customer success? Uh, yes. Again, committed team takes a lot of ownership. They take responsibility to get things done, which means we can do more things in less time. Uh, when we help customers faster and then win their confidence, we get more business. So. A happy and committed team gets us good results. So we've been continuously growing over the last decade uh, and always meeting our targets. Uh, still a lot more to do, but again, a good team, committed team, uh, not just get things done, but also helps us meet our targets. So the numbers speak at the end of the day. Beautiful. Both Thank you. Satisfaction numbers as well as revenue and profit numbers. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, let, let's go back to hiring, uh, the hiring strategy. So as you build a team, as you're looking for new employees, uh, what specific skill sets, Venkata, are, are you looking for? And how do you balance soft skills against technical skills? So first of all, we have good recruiting team around the world. Uh, they help us get best in class candidates for our review. 
we do a lot of technical assessments, uh, but we just don't go by technical skills. We really look at the attitude. Uh, we give priority actually, you know, because attitude and communication skill help people learn quickly and do a stellar job. So uh, these days, I, I personally believe that you know technical skills are like forty percent, and you know attitude and hard work, you know, is sixty percent. So it's really if you if you are decent, if you have decent technical skills with the right attitude, you know, we can we can make wonders. I firmly back that uh, that mindset. Right, uh, it's harder to teach the soft personal skills than it is a technical. Right, so finding that right cultural fit. Um, yeah. And then aiding him through the technical skills is, is what you're saying. I totally, totally support that as well. Um, let's talk about the onboarding when you get new employees, Venkata. Uh, can you describe the onboarding process that you deal uh, that you do at, at Bruker as well? Yes. So again, we believe that the first 90 days of any new team member is crucial for them to learn and you know be connected to the organization. Uh, we work on making sure that every by the time they come on board, we have a 30, 60, 90 day plan for them. We make sure that they understand what it means to them, and then we help we review it every week to see that they're on um, they're on the plan, they are following the plan. And after, by the end of 90 days, we expect them to really be productive, uh, which means there's a lot going on in that 90 days. You know, like buddying with senior employees and training in factories in the field. Making sure that 30, 90, 30, 60, 90 plan means something and they take ownership of it. So that, that really helps us, that plan. And then seeing that plan is uh, executed uh, is a big thing for us. Yeah, I, I, I thank you, Venkat. I think that that sense of ownership or responsibility that leaders have, right, to ensure the success, those first 90 days are going to make or break, right? Yes. Um, especially what the new employee is going to perceive in terms of a support structure, right? Um, and I like that you have 30, 60, 90 frequent reviews, but something that stood out to me, Venkata, was a weekly review. So it's not 30, 60, 90, it's actually every seven days. Can you explain a little bit more who's involved with that and what that process looks like? So uh, the immediate manager of the team member will actually see that uh, at the start of the week, they say, hey, this is what we expect you to do. If there is planning, if there is a travel involved, they talk the week before. But if there is no travel involved, every week they say, these are the tasks, these are the places that you're going to visit and do. And then at the end of the week, they'll view it. So it's, it's actually, sometimes it's two times, you know, Monday and Friday. So it's really hand-holding to, you know, uh, at the start of the career is very, very uh, start of the term with Drucker is very critical. And that really makes big difference. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I talked about yeah that onboarding piece is critical to define the success of that new employee. How do you guys define a good organizational culture? Um, being open and helpful creates a sp safe space for the employees. Uh, we always say, if you don't know, it's okay. If you make mistakes, it's okay. As long as you communicate and you learn from it, you know that's fine. So we. We actually uh, cherish mistakes. If anyone does a mistake, it's not going to be punished. It's going to be shared in our team meetings. Hey, something went wrong, and then this is how we record the situation. So we share the mistakes, and we actually say, it's okay, and we all make mistakes. So that's that creates really trust in the organization. People are not afraid to talk. 
people say no and we are always open so that we have team meetings entire team in monday morning meetings or some teams have uh, friday evening meetings depends on different regions but those team meetings they actually share successes and failures and they give importance to both uh, both those stories that's fantastic I, i love the way you talk about the trust and the honesty right without having transparency and the the ability to say i made a mistake um and build that trust uh if you don't have that right then it becomes you're scared right and uh, a culture of walking on eggshells so uh that's that's pretty admirable uh amen kata so that's great can you talk about any strategies that you and your leadership may have when it comes to ensuring that culture remains yes so one of the main things to keep the culture going is communication we always talk about values we put team first you know we just not only hire good people and train them and make them productive but also we want to make sure that they partner so we do team events we communicate all the financial targets where we are we always talk about escalations you know why we had an escalation and how we dealt with it so communication plays an important role for us we put our team first so we really talk about values teams first customer at heart and commercial excellence so these are the priorities that we uh we keep at heart and we really focus on them and whenever we have team meetings we share updates on all the three aspects you know where is the team where are we at with customer related activities and how are we doing with our commercial objectives so communication keeps uh, keeps us together and we also have a lot of soft skill trainings we do meet the people we still believe you know team is not just resources they are people so we try to do a lot of different activities together when our possible so that helps us uh, a lot as well. Thank you. And and maybe you can share Venkata um you have a large organization internal and external field service and it's hard right most folks that lead service organizations trying to corral the field uh engineers because they're busy working with employees any best practices because I love that the fact you want to communicate often in transparency and talk about financials so they have a sense of belonging what's your recommendation in terms of how do you get their time and attention when you know they're out in their field at different time zones to communicate what's best practices so we we have team meetings at, you know sometimes it's only 50% of the team can attend either mondays or fridays so we do follow up with sending the slides or sending an email for like hey these are the key items that we discussed yeah. today and this is you know just a simple synopsis uh, the team leader or the regional manager sends out the slides so that they are up to up to date so communication post meetings is one thing i personally talk to every one of my you know my managers and directors of the people that report into me one to one at least 30 minutes a, a week uh if not more uh, depends on the situation i also we as a team we also have one to one at least 10 minutes with each field engineer if not more depends on the situation oh. and escalation so we really want to make sure we have one to ones every week uh without fail so that really gets keeps us on on top of their uh, mental you know uh, stability because when people are traveling there alone they really you know they are detached from the organization there is a lot of pressure from emails phones and open tasks in the system so we really want to make sure that they are understood and they get the support needed to be successful out in the field and and one to one yeah 
Thank you, because I think that's a great takeaway for for anyone listening. Advantageous, you know, 10 minutes a day, that's all it takes, right? But it alleviates that I'm on an island in the field. Someone cares enough to reach out and talk to me on a daily basis. I think that's a great, great culture of fostering that involvement. So, yeah, thank you. I want to move on to career path and communication, right? Uh, often in field service, it's it's what's my next steps, right? And and I believe as you we talked about in the beginning, team building is critical. Um, can you talk to me, Venkata, about your beliefs? At, what do you do at Bruker uh, to ensure that employees who want to grow have a career path? What do you do about that? So we try to set expectations even at the interview process itself. We educate them on various career paths we have within the team and also within the cross-function teams within Broker. Uh, as they grow in their role, you know, we continue to encourage them to learn and try new things. We take pride in actually helping and move, moving them into different organizations within the, you know, within Broker. Um, so again, we, our team members go into engineering, operations, production, uh, also into sales and applications. So they, they, we, we actually, we are a, 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 a talent feeding engine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if some people wants a career path that we don't have immediate access to, we actually help them to gain those skills. And we also encourage them, you know, if you don't find something here, it's okay to go and try elsewhere. So we, we try to be open and that actually creates loyalty to the organization. We are not trying to hold anyone. You know, we want people to learn and grow. You can't hold anyone anyway. Instead, we train them and help them realize their dreams within the organization. Uh, in worst case scenarios, less than 5%, they'll have to move on. And we, we encourage that. We encourage them to do that. And most of the times, you know, they come back after a year or two saying, you know, this is a better organization. So we want to come back. Yeah, and that's a great example, Venkata. I mean, wow, to think that you're willing to help them advance skill sets that may not be applicable to what they want to do, uh, I could only imagine creates that loyalty, right? That turning back to, that the pastures weren't greener and I came back and because you care about the employees. So thank you for sharing with that. Um, any, any success stories that you may want to share along those lines uh, with strategies about career development that you can share? So, at, uh, you know, we have one-to-ones every week, and we also have team meetings. So I personally try to meet, you know, hundreds of engineers one-to-one myself whenever I travel around the world, and they, their managers and the regional managers do that as well. Uh, we also share stories, hey, this engineer is moving from this country to this country, and we at any point we have 10 to 25 open positions within our team. So people have opportunity to move from one country to other, one department yeah. to other, Within the organization, so we we talk a lot about that. You know, if you want to, you know, if if you ask for one good uh, uh, success story, I actually give myself uh, as an example. I started as an engineer, as a design engineer, and I did field service, field applications, service manager, sales manager, sales director. So I did wide variety of roles in the last twenty years, uh, and I, I I worked in different countries and different continents uh, over the last two decades, and we have many examples. So people can see that and they appreciate it. And then they're, they're open to ask if they, if they have a, a, a vision or a dream or they want to pursue, you know, we encourage them to come and talk and we, we come up with plans to actually make it happen. Sometimes it takes more time for some individuals, depends on the situation. 
but a lot of times we actually help people realize their career goals. And, and I think I love that Venkata as well. The fact that it's you uh, in the leadership role who's done it within the organization and bounced around to to different roles and responsibility, and yet still had a successful career path. So uh, I think that's inspirational as well to share, right? I, yeah. I was once an engineer, then I got into sales, and I'm back into service, right? And, and escalated my roles of responsibility. So awesome, admirable, and thanks, thank, admirable, and thanks for sharing. Um, I wanted to talk about this. We recently had a conversation with the customer experience expert at Gartner, right? And this whole talk about technology and aiding employees with new technologies um, seems to have a little bit of, of, of conflict at the current moment, meaning that because technology aids you to perform faster, the folks at Gartner are also finding that the employees feel that because they're completing tasks faster, that they're getting tasked with more work to do. And as a result, it's leading to burnout. Anything you can share about successful practices when you implement new technology such as AI? I mean, exciting technology, and we are trying different uh, tools at the moment to see how we can help our teams be more productive and uh, uh, helpful to customers. Um, again, as as with any technology, you know, it helps being efficient. That means you have more time and you give more work. It happens. We it we need to really put some limitations. I mean, uh, uh, some uh, how what, how to say that? We really have to put some uh, ba- you know some some boundaries to that. Uh, otherwise, we've had some of our engineers who who experienced more work with introducing tools are introducing tools in not a uh, recommended way. So that puts a lot of pressure on the team. Uh, I in the recent past we haven't seen such thing, but when we introduced CRM uh, some uh, some years ago, it initially caused a lot of uh, heartburn change as well as you know the leadership sees new tools as something differently than the, the people that are in the field. Uh, we've learned from that. Um, for, for on the AI-related things, we are at the very start, so we do not have much experience. But with the tools, you have to be very conscious of what it is giving and how you feed your engineers with more work. Awesome. Um, so we'll kind of close this one out related to what we're just on, Venkata, right? How do you see field service evolving with the creation of generative AI and technologies such as this? So it will, yeah, it will help us help. It will help us deal with customer activities faster, right? You know, uh, at the moment uh, we have to spend a lot of time looking at different documents and doing different things. But uh, one of the tools that we are trying to test now is giving us twenty-five to thirty percent uh, faster results. So it will definitely help us save our engineers' time, uh, avoid doing different things or simple things that they have to do to get to the uh, root cause. Um, it will not only impact our ability to support customers faster, but also save us costs in terms of number of resources we need uh, to help customers. It's too early to you know to say that it's going to change everything because again some tools are promising hundred uh, percent you know uh, efficiency but that's not something we have seen yet but again I, I'm it's we are at the very early stages of using these tools uh, we are being pragmatic uh, but 
you know, excited to try them out. Awesome. Uh, Venkata, it's been a great conversation, uh, inspiring, great leadership, great vision, uh, great culture as, as you um, illustrated in our conversation. So I hope it's been informative for everyone listening. I'd like to thank you uh, for all your insights today, Venkata. And before I, before I leave, would like to leave the mic to you for any closing comments you may have. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always good to talk about team team building and culture. Uh, it's a topic uh, that, that is close to my heart. Appreciate it. Thank you.